You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. On March 24, 1998, 23-year-old Amy Lynn Bradley disappeared from a Royal Caribbean cruise ship en route to the island of Curacao. The easiest explanation is that Bradley fell overboard and vanished beneath the ocean waves. But Bradley was a strong swimmer. She was a trained lifeguard. The ship was not far from shore, and there was no evidence that she'd fallen into the water. Bradley's disappearance seems much more sinister than a case of someone lost at sea. Ever since Bradley vanished, there has been a string of odd sightings of her, or at least a woman who looks just like her right down to her unique tattoos. In 2005, someone even sent her family a gut-wrenching photograph that suggested she'd been trafficked into sexual slavery. But even after more than 20 years, chilling clues like these have given us few real answers and we're no closer to solving this baffling mystery than we were in 1998. You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Kalina Fraga, and I'm joined by our associate editor, Leah Silverman. Today, we'll explore the disturbing disappearance of Amy Lynn Bradley. In March 1998, Ron and Iva Bradley embarked on a Royal Caribbean cruise with their two adult children, Amy Lynn and Brad. Their ship, Rhapsody of the Seas, departed from Puerto Rico on March 21st en route to Aruba. On March 23rd, they set sail from Aruba, zipping through international waters toward Curaçao in the Netherlands Antilles. Then, on the morning of March 24th, somewhere between Aruba and Curaçao, Amy Lynn Bradley disappeared. At first glance, it didn't seem like anything strange or alarming happened in the hours leading up to her disappearance. Bradley and her brother reportedly spent most of the night before dancing in the ship's club to the cruise band Blue Orchid. When the band's set finished, Bradley had a drink with a few of the members. One member, Alistair Douglas, who went by the name Yellow, partied with Bradley for a bit before he returned to the staff cabins around 1 a.m. He said that was the last time he saw her. Bradley and her brother then returned to their family cabin. The last thing that I ever said to Amy was, I love you, her brother said, before I went to sleep that night. Knowing that's the last thing I said to her has always been very comforting to me. But it would be Bradley's father who was the very last to see her alive. He reported seeing her around 5.30 the next morning, lounging on a deck chair on the balcony of cabin 8564, their family stateroom. Then, sometime after 6 a.m. on March 24, 1998, Amy Lynn Bradley vanished. 
After seeing his daughter on the deck, Ron Bradley went back to sleep and awoke about 30 minutes later. When he returned to the deck to check on his daughter, she was gone. Ron went to his daughter's bedroom. Aside from cigarettes, her room key, and a lighter, Bradley apparently hadn't taken anything with her, not even her sandals. A later report revealed that someone had seen Bradley headed to the top deck of the ship with her cigarettes in hand around 6 a.m. But when the family checked there and other common areas on the ship, they found no trace of her. Her family was now thoroughly concerned. They were certain that Bradley had no reason to run away. She was a recent college graduate with a degree in physical education. Back in Virginia, she had a new home and was about to start a new job at a computer consulting firm. Plus, her family knew that Bradley would never abandon her beloved pet, a bulldog named Daisy. Certain that something terrible must have happened, the family begged the cruise ship to cancel its plans to dock at Curacao. At the moment, the ship was just offshore, but they were ignored. The gangplank was lowered and the passengers and staff were allowed to disembark. It wasn't even until this point that the ship paged for Bradley over the intercom. This gave any possible kidnappers ample time to escape. According to the ship's staff, they didn't want to alarm other passengers by announcing the disappearance of a young woman. And so, they didn't. They even refused to post any photographs alerting people to keep an eye out for her. Thus, during the initial search, cruise ship staff only searched public bathrooms and common areas, not passenger cabins or employee living quarters. Making matters even more complicated, Amy Lynn Bradley had vanished in international waters, which made the responsibility for her recovery murky. There was no sign of Amy Lynn Bradley, no clues as to where she might have gone or who she might be with. After a frustrating, fruitless search, her bewildered family flew home without her. In the subsequent months, Amy Lynn Bradley's family would write congressmen, foreign officials, and the White House. Lacking any helpful responses, they hired private detectives, built a website, and started a 24-hour hotline. In a public 2005 statement, they said, We believe that our daughter is alive, but being held captive by someone. Initially, their investigation focused on the crew of the Rhapsody of the Sea. Staff members on the cruise ship, they said, have been giving their daughter, quote, special attention. In one incident, Ivor Bradley recalled going to see a photo display that the crew had put together. During the voyage, crew staff members had created the display to showcase everyone's time on board, but Iva could find no photos of her daughter. The gallery manager said he remembered developing photos of Amy, but apparently, someone had removed them from the display. This seems strange, but innocuous at the time. Looking back, the incident seemed more sinister, as if someone had begun to fixate on Amy. At another point, Rod Bradley remembers one of the waiters asking for Amy's name, saying that, quote, they wanted to take her to Carlos and Charlie's restaurant during the ship's dock in Aruba. When he asked his daughter about it, Amy responded, quote, I wouldn't go and do anything with any of those crew members. They give me the creeps, unquote. This anecdote is even creepier given that Carlos and Charlie's restaurant is where Natalie Holloway, an 18-year-old American woman who disappeared in Aruba in 2005, was last seen. The Bradley family also heard from witnesses who had seen Amy early in the morning she had disappeared, with Alistair Douglas, a.k.a. Yellow, 
in the vicinity of the ship's dance club around 6 a.m. However, none of this seemed to move the investigation forward. Even if the family had received insufficient help from Royal Caribbean and U.S. authorities, it seemed possible that the initial blast of media coverage might help draw attention to Amy Lynn Bradley's disappearance and aid in her recovery. Indeed, the media blitz initially seemed to bear fruit. A Spanish-speaking man called the Bradleys with information after seeing her picture on TV. The witness, a Puerto Rican man studying to be a police officer, called to tell her family that he'd seen Bradley on March 28th, four days after she disappeared, and shortly after Rhapsody of the Seas docked in San Juan. The witness claimed he'd seen Bradley forced into a taxi cab by a man in a baseball hat. A second report stated that Bradley was seen urgently requesting a phone from a taxi driver. Armed with a possible lead, the Bradley family quickly forwarded the information to the FBI. Eight months later, the FBI said they'd never received it, despite proof that it had been sent. The lead went nowhere. We had lost time because leads were not followed up, said Iva Bradley. We were told the FBI would leave no stone unturned. But it would not be the last time someone claimed to see Amy Lynn Bradley in the Caribbean. What makes the case of Amy Lynn Bradley especially odd and especially compelling is that there have been multiple sightings of her since her 1998 disappearance. One of the most promising of these sightings came just five months after Bradley vanished. A Canadian computer engineer named David Carmichael was watching Unsolved Mysteries in December 1998 when Bradley's face flashed on the screen and he realized that he'd seen her before. Carmichael believes he saw Bradley on a beach in Curacao in August 1998. In his telling, Bradley looked frightened and was with two men. Carmichael says that he is 100% certain that it was Bradley, and even described her distinctive tattoos. Then, in 1999, there was a more disturbing sighting. A naval officer reported that he'd seen Bradley at a Curacao brothel. According to his account, she told him her name and begged for his help, but the officer didn't want to get into trouble. He didn't report the encounter until he saw Amy Lynn Bradley's face on the cover of People magazine. And unfortunately, by then, the brothel had burned to the ground. That year, the family was alerted to another sighting, but it turned out to be a distressing setback instead. A man named Frank Jones contacted the Bradleys and claimed that Amy was being held by armed Colombians on Curacao. Jones said that he was a former U.S. Army Special Forces officer who could help. The Bradleys gave Jones over $200,000 so that he could prepare his rescue mission, but it was all a scam. Ron Bradley said afterward, If there's a chance, I mean, what else do you do? If it was your child, what would you do? So I guess we took a chance, and I guess we lost. In 2005, the Bradley family got two upsetting clues about their daughter. A witness in Barbados claims to have run into Amy in a bathroom, where Amy introduced herself as Amy from Virginia. She was fighting with two men who quickly swept her away. That year, the family also received an email with a photograph of a woman who was believed to be Amy. In the picture, the woman, identified as Jazz, is wearing underwear and lying on a bed. 
The photos were sent by an organization that tries to identify victims on sites that feature sex workers. Jazz is apparently a sex worker in the Caribbean. Sadly, investigators weren't able to glean much from this disturbing clue. Finally, when a jawbone washed ashore in Aruba in 2010, some wondered if it could belong to Bradley. Her parents submitted her dental records to investigators but didn't believe it would be a match, as the bone was very old. Unfortunately, there have been no recent sightings of Bradley, but neither her family nor the FBI has given up hope. Amy's family believes she is alive. The FBI continues to investigate the disappearance and offers $25,000 to anyone who can help bring her home. For now, Amy Lynn Bradley's disappearance remains one of the strangest mysteries of the 20th century. Thanks for listening to History Uncovered. I'm History Uncovered's producer, Kit Westneat. If you like the show, help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And be sure to follow the All That's Interesting and History Revealed pages on Facebook and Real History Uncovered on Instagram. Make sure you don't miss out on the new episodes and subscribe to the History Uncovered podcast. And keep up with our latest stories at allthatsinteresting.com. If you have a question about the show or just want to say hi, feel free to call us at 929-526-3029 or email us at podcasts at allthatsinteresting.com. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like Legends of the Old West and Redacted History. Until next time, keep exploring. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.